welcome to Amari Purple Talk, the podcast where I share my thoughts on Prince, his music, and the purple musical singularity. I'm Richard Cole, and if you enjoy the content of this episode, then please download and like on your favorite podcast platform or become a Patreon supporter to view exclusive content and receive a shout out on future episodes. All right, so let's get right into it. So, you know, doing this show every week has always been a challenge, you know, to come up with interesting topics and, you know, try to keep an ear to what's been happening as far as the estate and releases and reactions to things and reviews and you know the last few months or so I think it's been a bit of a challenge to maintain that and to maintain a quality show so with that kind of being said I'm going to announce that this will be the final episode of Amari Purple Talk. And, you know, like I said, to do this on a weekly basis, uh, it's getting harder, especially since there's no new content to report on. Um, like I said, to try to come up with interesting topics, uh, to do it on a podcast platform. Um, you know, it, for me, it just isn't quite there anymore. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there won't be Prince content. Um, I'll get to some of that in a moment. Um, but basically, this show, as we know it, as a podcast, uh, will no longer be in effect. You know, um, you know, doing a podcast, you try different things, um, whether it's you know, a, a audio podcast like this one, uh, YouTube channel, you know, Patreon, whatever, you name it. Um, you always want to try something new and something different each and every time. Um, you know, the episodes over the last four seasons, uh, there's been episodes where I'm like, oh, this episode is going to be hot. Everybody's going to tune in and nobody tunes in. And then there's episodes where I'm like, okay. I don't know, I'm not too sure about this one, but then the numbers go through the roof. Um, but like I said, you know, doing this for four seasons, it's a joy. And as far as season four, I got to accomplish some amazing things, um, incredible guests, you know, even starting as far back as late in season three, um, you know, extraordinary guests. Um, enjoy talking to them, enjoyed having them on the show. I've enjoyed being a guest uh, on numerous programs. Um, but again, you know, just the the four years, I think it's just time to take it to another level, do something a little different. Um, like I said, right now, the Prince Estate is quiet. And, you know, is it going to be quiet for another two weeks, six weeks, six months? another year you know 
going to have to wait till the Netflix documentary or we're going to have to wait for the anniversary of Purple Rain. You know, and, you know, I think it's those things that kind of affect, you know, kind of affect the quality in a way. And like I said, you know, when you do a show, you kind of want to keep it fresh, keep it lively from there. Um, you know, it's it was a rough decision to do this. Um, like I said, you know, it has nothing to do with the toxic fan base, you know, of late, you know, because nothing's happening with the estate. You know, I've seen stuff on the on the org over the years, you know, so that's, you know, that that's not anything that taints, you know, my enjoyment of Prince. But the key element was to continuously focus on the music. And, you know, with that, I don't think that I can do that the same way with this type of format. So, again, it's not like the Prince topics will ever go away or there won't be programming. Um, one of the things uh, will be video content uh, that you'll find on Patreon. You'll find that on YouTube. So I think in moving forward, you know, that's the kind of format um that Amari Communications in general uh, will take. Um, also just kind of want to focus on, you know, other artists as well. Uh, like I said, you know, to to do the print stuff, like I said, that'll probably still be the main body of content. Um, but like I said, just want to focus on other artists. Uh, I was going to do a spinoff show uh, it was going to be called Amari Album Cut and still developing sort of that or actually morphing that concept into what's going to be happening moving forward. Um, but with that, you know, um, can't wait to, you know, get into that as well. But it, it'll be getting into other artists. Uh, there's a couple of videos uh, that I'll be working on as well. Um, you know, one of them touches on funk bands in general and can't wait for, you know, to get those off the ground and start it. Um, but, you know, definitely, uh, stay tuned. Uh, there will be content, uh, regarding the symbol album, uh, regarding purple rain, uh, special projects that I'll do, you know, in regards to those albums. But, um, yeah, before I get too deep into what to expect after this episode, um, kind of want to just focus on what the original topic was going to be. Um, actually it was going to be a video, um, but decided to make this topic just for the podcast. And I think it's fitting for this final episode. Uh, the original title for the video was going to be the best Prince era is all of them. Okay. So, you know, I guess, I don't know, just kind of over the last year or so, just noticing on social media, 
you know, and especially, well, maybe even longer than that, you know, whenever there's talk of whatever the next super deluxe is going to be, you know, there's this argument, oh, should it be parade or should it be diamonds and pearls? Should it be this? Or should it be that? But, you know, the minute anyone brings up the classic era, then, you know, there's this sort of, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or a matter of personal taste or even a combination of both. But it seems to be whenever you mention like the 80s, then there's this like outrage. Like, how dare you focus on the 80s? Why only the 80s? And then you get the flip side of it, you know, which in some ways may be more generational to where like, oh, the 80s were the best and everything sucked after that. And, you know, you know, longtime listeners of this show, you know what my stance is on that you know we we're blessed to have one of those artists that you know was able to have longevity you know there's not you know you get a few artists or a lot of artists out there they get they're lucky to get one album you know or they'll have two or three good albums and then disappear or maybe four or five and fall off you know but you know, Prince is one of those few that, you know, you get to have an 80s and a 90s and a 2004 or 2012 or whatever. And, you know, while music is subjective, you know, I don't think that it should come with the negativity. You know, to put somebody down for liking what they like. You know, I think it's like this. You know, it's like I'm not going to trounce on somebody's memories. You know, I'm not going to crap on somebody's memories. And that's just what it comes down to. You know, it's like it. it there's this sort of impression that when somebody doesn't like an era that you like, that. It's, you know, because music is such a personal space, you know, the music hit you for whatever reason that music was chosen to hit you, you know, whatever was going on that day, that year, you know, whatever stars lined up, you know, whether that song was comforting you in a bad time or whether it was your, you know, your highest of joys, you know, your deepest of loves or whatever. And, you know, for somebody coming, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, that that era just sucked, you know, then it's like, well, that's cool for them, you know, because whatever they were getting at whatever time the music was hitting them, that particular album just didn't resonate for whatever reason. And, you know, when you have an artist that has such an incredible body of work and there's very few artists that can that can say they've got. 30, 40 plus albums to which you can pick and choose out of those that you like. You know, and I, you know, I, I think that's the thing, you know, or that's the thing I try to be conscious of is that, you know, that music hit you when it was meant to hit you. And like I said, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it pisses me off. I focus on that. But then I got to look at it like, you know, well, hell, I was 15 when, you know, I got into Dirty Mind and, 
you know, a few months later, controversy came out. And, you know, 1999, you know, that album, when it was rocking from 82 to 83, you know, that was me, 16, 17. Purple Rain was 18. You know, Sign of the Times was 21, and it moved out to California. Yeah, so those are the highest of highs. So, yeah, those albums are going to be very, very close and, you know, endearing to me. Um, you know, Graffiti Bridge as an album, I thought was banging. You know, Batman was banging. But Graffiti Bridge, you know, the movie took me way out of the album and it took really a long time to kind of get back into it um diamonds and pearls i thought okay you know you're not going to get the same prince album twice and i thought for what it was meant to do it worked and i enjoyed it on that level uh the symbol album there's some stuff on it that i like but was overall kind of disappointed with the project itself but to me what was the equivalent of the 80s as far as like excitement level was that kind of that 93 to 95 when you just didn't know what you were getting and it was to me that felt good because it was back to the mystique you know of 83 you know not that the sound the sound to me you know it was the next level the songs were interesting you know again does it you know at that was a time talking about 94. So at 28 versus, you know, 18 versus 17. Yeah, you know, because now that's a 10 year, you know, you're looking back 10 years. And like I said, you're looking back at it with such fondness. But when you're going on the journey with that artist, yeah, you're going to have the peaks and the valleys, the highs and the lows and all of that to... Where, yeah, not everything's going to resonate the same as it did. And two, you know, just your personal growth. You know, you're not going to think the same way at 17 or 15 that you do at 35, 40 or whatever. But like I said, you know, you when you grow with that artist, then you're along for the journey and everything. You're anticipating everything that's coming next. And for me. You know, that's what it is, of course. Yeah. If you drop a parade super deluxe tomorrow, yep, you right I'm right there with the purple croutons, like, yeah, all right. It's nice. But then, you know, if they announce I don't know, you know, if they announce the diamonds and pearls tomorrow, if they announce um heck one I joke about every ep every other episode, Planet Earth. They drop a planet Earth, trust me, it'll have my purple ducats. And it may not be necessarily for the original studio album, but, you know, if the vault material is interesting, if there's a, a particular live show that comes with that, that I would find interesting, then, yeah, I would celebrate that project on that level. But it's not at the expense of, oh, it doesn't sound like the 80s. I don't know. I mean, I might have gone through that at what maybe in 97 98 something like that but that you know or i think you know the rave to the joy fantastic you know it brought back a lot of those 80s sounds 
but was it a strong album? Again, it had some stuff that I enjoyed, but to me just wasn't a strong album to me. But Musicology was pretty tight as a project. 3121 was tight as a project. Um, you know, just off of 3121, Black Sweat, it to me is a modern, you know, it's a 21st century Prince classic. And to me, it stands up with any one of the 80s hits. Um, same thing with uh, Hard Rock Lover. That track stands up to me to the anything that was in the 80s. Because I think at that stage, you know, it's taking whatever that energy was from the 80s and not copying it, not trying to rehash it. But just that level of excitement is still there. Like I said, with the uh, 93 to 95 stuff, um, the stuff around musicology, I love musicology as an album, but that same week when it, they dropped the chocolate invasion and slaughterhouse and C note. And, oh God, what else? Expectation where you had you all that stuff was available on the MPG Music Club, uh, the purchases, downloads. That was a level of excitement that I think almost eclipsed the '80s stuff because I think the ex the level of expectation, you know, because when you're growing with the artist, it's like, okay, yeah, he did all this in the '80s and that was amazing. Up then he turned around, he changed his name, and he was coming out with this album and the Gold Experience and this and that, and that was interesting. And then the truth was interesting, and then this was interesting, and then a few maybe not so interesting things or choices, career choices, music choices, style choices. But then to come back with something, and I tell you, you know, um, around the world in the day. To me, as far as level of excitement, wasn't as strong. I got what he was trying to do with it. I got the mission statement. But it's an album that kind of I listen to a little bit more now. And it may just be a nostalgia thing. Um, but I listen to it more than I did, in, you know, back in 85. To me, the B-sides were more interesting than the album. I mean, there was a couple of interesting things on it. I mean, Love Condition of the Heart, um, Love Tambourine, uh, America I dig, but I dig the video more than the actual studio track. Um, but to me, the B-sides were more interesting. You know, um, She's Always in My Hair, Hello, Girl, those tracks to me, like, should have been on the album at the expense of something else. Um, Pop Life, I dug as a track, but I dig the extended versions more. Yeah, but I think, you know, it got, that was kind of one of those where I felt like, yeah, now you're really not going to get the same Prince album twice. And yeah, while Around the World in the Day didn't fully resonate, Parade did. You know, I played the hell out of that album. And then Sign of the Times was the next level. Um, 
Love Sexy was cool, but it didn't it didn't really fully resonate with me until 94. So it took some years. I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the Black Album more. So, I mean, you know, you see kind of where this is going. And when you follow that artist, it's about that evolution. Now, I get it when it doesn't unfold for you in real time the same way. So if you weren't around in the 80s or the 90s, you know, if your teenage years didn't happen till 2000 or whatever, then, you know, then... I, you know, I get it because there's artists. I mean, Hendrix was one of those where I didn't get really get into it until I was 19. You know, so it was like 15 years after he's transitioned. You know, and didn't get into buying the albums until much later. Like I was in my 20s um, when I started buying Hendrix. And this was before the family regained ownership of the masters. So I was, you know, just buying the original studio albums as they existed on CD at that time. So it's a different feel than someone that was around in 67, 68, 69, and 70. You know, it resonates different. There's still an enjoyment but the level is different and I get that you know I I get it but like I said at the end of the day it shouldn't be at the expense of someone else's personal space or personal enjoyment you know and I don't see that as much with other fan bases you know, that, I mean, there's people that can agree, you know, or they'll, you know, say, for instance, um, all the Giles Martin remixes of the Beatles albums. You know, I think for the most part, people love them and they go run out and they buy them. And then you get one or two where they're like, oh, I'm not going to buy that. Uh, that doesn't sound right. I like, you know, whatever the original mix was. Um, whether it was the 2009 remasters, whether it was the original 87 CDs, or if they have the original vinyl still, then that's cool. But I don't see them putting someone else down or I don't see them making little side comments. You know, they just plain say, hey, you know, I just don't dig the Giles Martin remixes. Now, I love them, you know, uh, depending on which one. There's some that it's like, yeah, this is to me, that's the definitive mix now. And then there's others that it's like, okay, it still sounds great. It's just different. But my ears slightly prefer whatever the 2009 remaster or the original vinyl mix or whatever. You know, but that's fine. But, you know, nobody should go around just like I said, just with the side comments like I said, it's okay not to like it. Just say you don't like that era. And that's that, you know. But again, you know, trouncing on people's feelings in their personal space. Music is subjective. And that's cool. You know, that's a cool thing. So that's why I feel the best era is every single one. 
And like I said, just from the standpoint, you know, because I, like I said, I think it's this generational thing with some of it, and that needs to quit too. You know, us older folks, we need to quit hating on the youngsters. You know, educate them on the history, but you know, don't hate on them for because they just dig the later stuff. You know, like I said, it's it's a different thing when you're unfolding with that artist in real time versus you studying it like it's history, you know, or in some cases, ancient history, you know, there's that difference. But so as long as we're the purple musical singularity, it's all good. It's all good. And that's why I say it's all of them. But, you know, what's most important? What do you guys think about that? Do you think that, you know, you've there's too much division going on? You know, or is it okay to like something or not like something? But like I said, leave, per, you know, the personal space out of it. You know, leave the personal feelings. Because like I said, music is personal. And like I said, when the stars line up and it resonates and it hits you the way that it does. You know, that's personal to you. That's your personal experience. That's the thing that put you on the next step of whatever your journey is in life. Period. And let's just, you know, let's just celebrate that. So that'll be the final topic of Mari Purple Talk. So what's the future entail? What What's happening? What's going on? What's taking place? Well, like I said, um, the podcast format to do this on a weekly basis it's getting harder and harder to do, especially when you have an artist that has a beginning, middle, and unfortunately an end. And the sort of caretakers of that legacy um, haven't done much to make the fan base feel any better. And like I said, hopefully there's a plan. You know, hopefully they're doing something. I mean, I, I think they're being a little too mysterious about it now at this point because it's getting on folks' nerves. You know, people just want something, even an announcement, you know, or, you know, whether it's March, April, May, June, July, September, October, November, December. At that point, say, hey, at that time, there's going to be an announcement. Make an announcement. But, um... With that said, what is next? Well, first, first, uh, there will be a change. Uh, so this will no longer be Amari Purple Talk, but it's going to become Amari Music Talk. And it's going to adopt the format originally meant for the album cut show. Uh, like I said, looking very forward to doing that first you know, sort of video segment with that, uh, bringing PC Munoz back. And we're going to talk about the cameo album style from 1983. So we're going to put a little spotlight on that one. And I can't wait to get that put together and for the rest of the world to see that. So like I said, become a Patreon supporter, um, jump on the YouTube and, you know, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, be notified of that. Um, but Amari Music Talk will do segments like that. Um, still the CD versus vinyl 
that will still take place uh, within the confines of that show. Um, and again, if there is any new Prince news or something to react to or review or unbox, definitely that'll be a part of Amari Music Talk as well. Um, but as far as Prince related material, like I said, again, there's two videos that are sort of in the pre-production stages at the moment. And like I said, focusing on the symbol album and Purple Rain as well. So you got two different eras, but check them both out because they're going to be great. So check those out for sure. So there's that. Um, and again, Amari Communications in general, um, there's other avenues, other creative projects. Um, you know, thanks for checking out the music um the singles we funk and save yourself they are on your favorite streaming platform there's always links in the show notes so by all means check that out or if you're on bandcamp jump on there and check it out uh become a supporter on that as well uh but as far as a podcast uh, audio podcast only. Um, there will be content to be found um, on, again, your favorite streaming platform. Uh, again, it'll be through the Transistor FM network that brings this show to your favorite podcast platform. Um, I haven't had a title. Or I don't have a title for it yet. Um but the format is going to cover a wide range of subjects, um, not just music. Um, probably be movies, comics, comic book movies. Um, I don't know, maybe a few topics out of left field, who knows. Um, but developing something especially that would fit a continuous podcast, you know, something that would warrant a weekly show or something every two weeks or something like that. Um, but definitely Amara communications as a YouTube channel, there'll be things that'll focus on those other topics as well. Cause those are other things that I'm interested in. Um, like I said, you know, my music, um, we funk save yourself. Um, that's going to be part of, funky poetic bootlegs still trying to put the finishing touches on that so like i said hang around be a supporter like subscribe wherever you can so you can get the news on when that stuff drops um you know music's out of left field but again it's subjective you know so i hope you dig it by all means support it um if not then share it to somebody you know that might like that type of you know that style of music or something you know everything will be appreciated um but again like i said there'll be projects focusing on like i said my music um also getting into like you know film animation um different things so just looking to grow and expand the amari communications brand but like i said there'll still be some prince product 
to discuss, you know, uh, hopefully more so down the line. Um, but like I said, I'm, you know, I think coming up with just special projects, I think you get a bigger kick out of that as opposed to just trying to struggle to talk about something about Prince every, you know, on a weekly basis. So, so by all means, you know, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, like I said, you know, the last four seasons have been absolutely amazing and it's been fun. And that's the thing. I want to keep this fun, you know, want to make it enjoyable. And I think just with everything that's been going on with the estate, some things with the fan base, it is challenging. You know, I've seen people like, you know, just stop doing shows now um, or they're trying other things as well. And I applaud that. And and the other things are, you know, just celebrating the music. And I want to be a part of that as well. You know, so I want to keep doing projects that celebrate the music and not just constant commentary on what's wrong with the estate what's wrong with the fans and all this stuff so you know and to hopefully you know make myself available for other shows as well i'm still willing to do that i'll come on anybody's show and talk about prince all day every day um still push to get the time into the rock and roll hall of fame you know and to continue celebrating that band and get, you know, campaigning to get their stuff reissued properly. You know, so there'll be a lot of fun stuff coming up soon. So definitely tune in and like I said, become a supporter so you can stay up to date with that. And plus that helps me to be in the position to create more of this content. So I can do this on a more you know consistent basis. I would love to do this type of stuff every day. A lot of the other projects every day. But I have to get quality stuff to you. And you have to want to support it as well. So, But like I said, grateful for everyone's support over the last four seasons. And the best is yet to come. So I guess until then, create your day and create your life. Peace. To the last band we fought.